Thank you for coming on today's meeting. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Today's reading for June 21st, Fear and Faith. The achievement of freedom from fear is a lifetime undertaking, one that can never be wholly completed. When under heavy attack, acute illness, or in other conditions of serious insecurity, we shall all react to this emotion, well or badly, as the case may be. Only the self-deceived will claim perfect freedom from fear, as Bill sees at page 263. Fear has caused suffering. When I could have had more faith, there are times when fear suddenly tears me apart. Just when I am experiencing feelings of joy, happiness, and a lightness of heart, faith, and a feeling of self-worth toward a higher power, helps me endure tragedy and ecstasy. When I choose to give all my fears over to my higher power, I will be free. When I choose to thank God for the problem, I become instantly free. It's the fastest way that I know to get fear under control. Many things come to us, like many endorphins and many natural chemicals our body starts to let go, in addition to God's wisdom in the problem. Reading for today is from March 1995, Grapevine. The story is Lost and Refound. During my drunken years, I lost many of the things that other alcoholics lost, jobs, possessions, and the respect of my family. I also lost, quite literally, my sanity. Maybe other alcoholics can relate to my experience in this way. Somehow, during those days, I lost myself. Losing oneself to alcoholism and voices is a frightening and lonely experience. I suffer from a total inability to maintain a relationship. Friends gave of themselves, and I had nothing to give back. I live in a condition of emotional isolation. <clears throat> I felt like a smashed mirror, broken into separate fragments. I held on by pretending I regained control over my life someday. With the use of a lot of liquor, I could fantasize about the person I was not. But the alcohol that gave me the power of fantasy was only perpetuating my powerlessness over everything. I found myself while attending AA meetings. I learned that I was an alcoholic and that there were plenty of others, people like me. I rediscovered my true self while sharing with others and listening to their experiences. I found that it's true what someone once said. We learn who we are during the discourse of our everyday life. In AA, I got my life back. I was no longer lost or emotionally isolated. I encouraged and supported others, and they did the same for me. I had, however, another huge problem to deal with. Voices, incurable like alcoholism. In a sense, I've been self-medicating myself with alcohol for my entire life. For the mentally ill, that's like putting out a fire with gasoline. Well, when I first tried to quit drinking, my mental illness seemed to get worse for a time. 
I never gave up trying to get sober, however, and eventually my doctor got me stabilized on the proper medication for my illness. I very strongly urge anyone taking medicine for mental problems to follow a doctor's instructions and not listen to well-meaning but often ignorant AAs who are playing doctor. When I got the right medicine for my condition, I was able to stay sober. Part of my program for living today is taking medicine which treats my voices. Despite getting sober and becoming stabilized on medicine, I was still plagued with my old problem of emotional isolation. I couldn't seem to form healthy relationships in depth like the newly recovering alcoholics around me. This very real sense of separateness was due in large part of my voices. My solution was found in my higher power. I found in him the friendship I hungered for. I could say anything in prayer without fear of rejection or ridicule. I hung on tight to God and he never let me go. It took years of patiently and not so patiently waiting before I finally found myself able to respond with genuine love to the friendships offered all around me by these God-given AAs. I'm grateful to them, to the program, and to God for a new life beyond the shadow lonely world of alcohol and mental illness. I learned that although smash mirrors can be mended, people can. My experience with Alcoholic Anonymous has been like a bone healing. When a bone heals, it becomes stronger in the broken place than it was before it got fractured. I have a life now in AA beyond the walls of emotional isolation. I will never be problem-free, but now I have confidence in my solution. What more could any recovering alcoholic ask for? R.K. from Gulfport, Mississippi. Thank you, Art, very much for that, that story. Lost and found. Let's see if we can find another one. All right, all right. Thank you very much for coming on here. This one is from France. Ronsi France, Marcia, Marcia G. Changes of... Changes has always riddled me with fear and anxiety, both during my drinking years and since I gotten sober. In my drinking days, I anticipated changes in my routine by using plenty of alcohol to help me to make the transitions or find an excuse not to do anything. So many times I plan a pleasant weekend away only to become filled with anxiety and rush to the nearest bottle to quell the fear. Very often this happened in the morning on the, of the trip, no matter that it was barely daylight as I sat with drink in hand. Today, after five years of sobriety, I'm still faced with the fear of change. The difference is that I now have different tools to deal with it, thanks to the wonderful program of Alcoholics Anonymous. In the last three years, there have been geographical changes, very unlikely the ones I was familiar with during my drinking days, then a change of hangout, residence, or city took place to avoid the embarrassment of damage left behind. The changes made in sobriety are not escapes, but rather blessings in disguise. The first major change occurred three years ago when I retired from my job to move to a rural village in western France. The first few months, I was filled with fear, loneliness, and anger at having left a secure, safe environment where I had friends 
a readily available sponsor, and a daily AA meeting at my disposal. In this new location, I knew no one and lived over an hour away from the nearest AA meeting. There are no English-speaking meetings closer than four hours away, and my French is halting. After indulging in some self-pity, I finally started going to meetings, sponsoring and doing service work. I do attend the French meetings, but I also correspond with other AAs whose name I find in the Loners Internationalist meeting provided by GSO. The correspondent keeps me from picking up the first drink and enriches my sober life by constant contact with other AAs. Bill W. once wrote, Change is the characteristic of all growth. Only God is unchanging. Only He has all the truth there is. As I look back on this recent geographical change, I see how right Bill was. I found myself in an environment that is bringing about growth. In addition, I am beginning another fourth step, this time on tolerance. The inspiration came from a quote I received from an Australian AA shortly after I was chastised by another AA for offering unsought advice and not putting myself in her shoes when responding to her problems. This is the quote, the most lovable quality any human being can possess is tolerance. It is the vision that enables one to see things from another's view. Point, it is the beginning that enables us to let people be happy in their own way instead of our way. I've been very fortunate to learn that change is necessary for my growth. Although I may still fear new places of people, I have a God who is there to help me deal with these transitions. Also, I have recovering alcoholics worldwide to be there when I need them. I am filled with gratitude for this beautiful program of recovering and growth. All I have to do is reach out. Thank you, Marcia J. from Ronsi, France. Amen. And now, a word from my sponsor, King Solomon. Proverbs 21. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turn it whithersoever he will. Every way a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord ponders the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked is sin. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness but of every one that is hasty only to one. The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a vanity tossed to and fro of them that seek death. The robbery of the wicked shall destroy them because they refuse to do judgment. The way of man is forward and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. It is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a white house. The soul of the wicked desired evil, his neighbor findeth no favor in his eyes. When the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise, and when the wise is instructed, he receiveth knowledge. The righteous man wisely considereth the house of the wicked, but God overthroweth the wicked for their wickedness. Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. A gift in secret pacified anger, and a reward in the bosom strong as wrath. 
It is joy to the just to do judgment, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the transgressor for the upright. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scaled the city of the mighty and cast it down the strength of the confidence thereof. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Proud and haughty sconer is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. He covet greedily all the day long, but the righteous give it and spare it not. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination, how much more when he bring it with a wicked mind. A false witness shall perish, but the man that hear it speak it constantly. A wicked man hardened his face, but as for the upright, he directed his way. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. Thank you, everyone, for coming on here today. Let's go ahead and pray. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Stay.